welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Texas Tech University cross-country runner and track and field athlete, Matthew Mackey. Matthew, Sam and I appreciate the time this evening. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the appreciate the time as well. Of course. So to start this episode, you know, you are currently competing in your red shirt senior season. You recently finished the uh, cross country season. You recently were in the Big 12 championships in Lubbock, competed in the NCAA Mountain Region Championships in Albuquerque. How were those experiences like and what what can you take from those experiences? Well, you know, for starters, the Big 12 was a uh, it was a really tough meet. I don't know if you guys heard about the conditions, but it was just really tough conditions. Uh, I mean, course was, you know, underwater, uh, about 20 mile an hour winds. You know, it was just a just a tough day. Uh, nobody was really going to run fast. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that I learned, uh, I think this year is that it's really not about necessarily in order to make a team better, you don't have to run like your fastest times. Uh, you just have to find a way to just place really well. Um, so I was very happy at Big 12's uh, placing top 35. Uh, the goal was to be top 30, um, but I was very happy that I was able to place top 35 in the meet. And then Mountain Region, I mean, I don't know what really you can't, you can't say anything bad about it. Uh, it's always really good competition. Uh, you look at it across the board. I think there were uh, four or five teams just from the men's that qualified to uh, to nationals from the mountain region. You include then all the individuals. I mean, you guys mentioned, you know, Nico Young from NAU. He's a really, really strong runner. He won it. Um, but, you know, I was very happy. I, I was shocked whenever I was coming down the finishing chute uh, to see that I was running a pretty solid 10k time for um, at the elevation that we were at so I was pretty uh, pretty shocked about that but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just that you know it's all about competing and not about like time you know you you could run a really fast time and your team may not be good uh, but if you run a really really good race and just you know place well uh, you know that's what really matters is just that placement and scoring yeah, and I am curious. You mentioned about sometimes you can run a really solid race, but your team might not perform well. What is that mindset for you? Like when you're running a race and you have a good time, but like your your team just didn't finish the best. Like, how do you kind of feel if that's the situation that occurs? I mean, I always feel kind of bad. You know, I remember um you know, Sam probably remembers this back at our time in Emporia together. Uh, we, uh, you know, we went to Fort Hayes State last year and it was, we left like at 4 a.m. that day um, to go and run this race. And like everybody, pretty much everybody on the team ran a PR, but we didn't place well. And we all kind of just felt like we weren't necessarily happy with that. We felt like the performance could have been better than what we had done. We felt like we didn't give our best necessarily. And so I think that, you know, I'm, I'm always on the side of in cross country, it is a team sport, you know, uh, because if you have 
Like if you're counting on a guy to be your number four or your number five, and then all of a sudden they aren't there. Well, now, you know, you're counting on guys that haven't been in that position before to have to step up into that four or five spot in that race. And so I think that it's really, you have to rely on your teammates and, you know, even when, even if I succeed individually, uh, but the team fails, I'm not very happy about that because I want the team to succeed. I want to see us do better. So um, I think that you can have all the individual accolades or whatnot, but if you don't have that team accolade is kind of, you know, there's a little bit of emptiness to it. Yeah. Well, well said. Now you spent four seasons competing at Emporia state. You were on the 2019 NC all central region team, the 2021 all MIA conference team and 2021 NC all central region team. So many teams that you were able to, to be on that were successful what, what do you think were the ingredients to those successful years and achieving those accomplishments? Well, I think that it's not just about the team that year, but the teams that you've had uh, prior as well. You know, I always look back, uh, you know, that 2018 team when 2018 team, uh, when we weren't really that good, we still had two solid senior leaders and uh, Cole Bosley and Grant Canole. And they, you know, they kind of set that expectation, like they wanted to see us be better. And then uh, at least for myself, my sophomore year in 2019, having Gabe Sams as like my training partner was probably the best thing that I've ever had in my life. Uh, he was probably one of the best training partners I've had uh, where I've been at that same level as somebody and being able to work with them and get better. I think that ultimately the thing that makes uh, an individual better or a team better is just having leadership and that those guys are willing to be held accountable for mistakes. Uh, they're willing to take all of the heat for it. Um, but if there's success, then they're praising the entire team because it's not just about one person. It's about the other nine or, you know, nine or six guys that are on the starting line. Uh, those guys matter. Um, so it's, it's, I think being able to be accountable, being held accountable and, uh, you know, praising your, your teammates, uh, for the success of the team. What, what made you into the runner you are today? And what was the big reason why you chose this as a, a sport to compete at at the college level? I mean, I got into running because of my dad. Uh, he was running, uh, marathons a lot at that time back when I was in middle school. Um, and so I always wanted to kind of do something that, you know, would make him proud. Uh, the reason why I've continued it is just, there's this unbelievable feeling, you know, when you cross that finish line of, you know, man, I just accomplished something so great, whether or not you run a PR, you know, uh, whether or not you place well, like you're still finishing running eight kilometers or 10 kilometers or, you know, how, however far it is, you're finishing that and you're just, there's this sense of accomplishment that I kind of feel like you don't get uh, in some other areas. I think that's part of it. And then also just the, the team camaraderie, you know, I, I can think about every single run that I've really had uh, the last few years and just been like, man, like those were some great times with some great people. Um, you know, so I think that a lot of it is just that team aspect, uh, being able to converse with whoever it is about running, uh, makes it, makes it a lot, 
a lot easier to get through the the long days. Absolutely. Now you grew up in Andover, Kansas. What initially, you know, made you decide to run collegially at, at Emporia State? Well, the big thing was, is I wasn't really that good in high school. So whenever Coach Sambro, you know, got in, in touch with me and said like, hey, you know, I'm I'm looking for a couple of uh, recruits to fill out this class. And I think that you'd be a great fit. Um, that one, that one was pretty important for me. And then the other thing was that, uh, you know, I remember being on my visit, um, my official visit and hanging out with some of the upperclassmen and um, members of the team and just being like, you know, these guys really care about each other. Uh, you know, this is, you know, they, they break down with family. And at that time, like it really was a family, uh, you know, that team, they, they loved each other. They cared about each other. And I thought, man, that's something I really want to be a part of. It wasn't really about running necessarily. It was like being a part of something more than myself. So in addition to Emporia, were you like looking at other schools in the Kansas area or were you looking outside of Kansas? Um, I had been looking at the the only other school that I had really looked at um, that I had taken an official visit with was uh, Missouri Western. Um, and at that time, it was they were in their first year um, of uh, cross country and track in their school history. So um, it was a different aspect. I felt like you know, I've told my mom this a hundred times. Like I look back on that visit that I had with them and I was like, I think I related to those guys more, but it was also because all of them were freshmen in college and I was a senior in high school. So I related to them a little bit more than I would like a guy that was a junior in college. But I looked at them for a little bit, but it ultimately came down to the fact that, you know, Stambro seemed to really care. And, um, you know, Gabe, Gabe Sams was texting me a lot still after, uh, that visit. So I, um, I felt like it was just something Emporia was just the right place for me. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were, you were able to receive an extra year of eligibility due to the COVID rules, right. With NC athletes. Right. Correct. Right. So what, knowing that you had a, an extra year, like what made you decide to take that extra year to, to Lubbock, Texas and compete for the Red Raiders? I think it just came down to the fact that there was a day um, I walked in, it was during outdoor season. Uh, there was a day I walked into the hyper building, which was our athletics uh, building. And I walked in, you know, my usual 20 minutes early. And uh, I see uh, my teammate at the time, Tyler Swift, sitting there just reading a book. And I kind of, you know, I looked at it and I was like, it was, it, I, I was at peace with the fact that like my time was coming to an end necessarily uh, with graduation being so close um, that I was just kind of like, you know what? I, I think that the best thing for me is to leave. You know, I had accomplished everything I think I could have at Emporia and, and more, you know? Um, so I think that it was just kind of that, let's see how much further I can take this and how much better I can get um, both as a runner and as a, as a person. So you had no, uh, no, I guess no regrets of moving on to a different college and, and competing for that one extra year. It was something that you were definitely set on. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, you, 
when you make that decision, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to go fully with it. And uh, you just got to go full in on that's what I'm doing. I'm going to leave. And you can't look back because whenever you look back, that's when you start questioning, like, is this the right thing for me? Should I stay? You know? And so I think that, um, you know, I, I loved the guys that I was running with at Emporia. Um, but I think that it just made the most sense for me to go and challenge myself one last time uh, by competing at the division one level um, rather than staying at the division two level. Like what, what, why Texas tech, what was the, the reason that really stood out to you and I guess what what stood out to Texas Tech compared to all the other Division One schools that you could have had the option to to compete at? Yeah, um, you know, I I think you know one of the big factors was is that my parents moved here uh, back in my sophomore year of college while I was at Emporia. Uh, they moved down to Lubbock. Uh, my dad works for Texas Tech, and so. Uh, that was definitely a factor. It's like I could, you know, be closer to them, you know, make up for kind of, you know, the lost, you know, three years that we had uh, where I was in Kansas and they were down here. But the other thing was, is like, you know, I looked at the team and they're just really young. And the thing that I thought about was, you know, my time of being like the number one guy or the best runner is probably very, you know, not reasonable to think at a division one level but I think that the thing that I really liked was I could have an effect here beyond that I could be a good leader I could be a good teammate I could kind of like set the expectation of what Texas Tech can be capable of and I think that we saw that on Friday um, with the fact that nobody like we didn't give up you know we we got we went up to 5600 feet you know to go race at uh, Albuquerque New Mexico and we had four guys sub 31. Um, I mean, that's pretty, pretty good, especially considering the fact that we had two guys that were middle distance guys and uh, then two freshmen that were running that race um, and, and three guys that have ran a 10K. So I think that the thing was, is that I just felt like I could have an effect beyond being a runner. I could have an effect as a leader and a teammate. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today so what was the transition like going from the miaa which is an excellent division two conference to the uh big 12 conference you know i think the biggest uh biggest thing i i realized or noticed at least was you know the miaa is very top heavy uh like i i, I again i think the miaa is a great conference i think it's a it's a very strong division two conference it's a very top heavy conference uh, in the sense of there's some heavy hitters, uh, you know, you talk about Gideon and Ryan Riddle or, you know, uh, Matthew Oglesby. Those are, you know, some of the bigger names in the MIAA. Uh, when I look at the Big 12, it's just deep. You know, I don't I, I think that every team uh, has really, really solid runners. Um, I mean, KU has some really solid runners. Uh, 
K-State had a really good meet at conference. So I think, you know, the big thing, the big difference between the MIAA and the Big 12 is uh, just the fact that the Big 12 is is very deep. Uh, what's the difference between uh, competing against D2 versus D1 runners race-wise? Like, are the races a little bit, how much different are they? Well, I think that, um, you know, the big difference that I've noticed is that there's less tactics involved <laughs> and it's just like, we're going to go out there and race and whoever is the better runner that day is going to win. Um, it's not, at least from the races that I've ran, it's not a very like, let's just go with a, go with the tactic, you know? So I think that's pretty cool um, that it's not about, you know, waiting to kick or, uh, waiting until the halfway mark to make your moves. Like they're just going to go and race and, uh, compete for the full, you know, eight or 10 K. Yeah. So, um, so during your time at Texas tech, what were some things that you've done training wise there that were different than your four years at Emporia? Um, long, long runs are required. <laughs> um, you know, I think that you and I both know that, uh, you know, it's very important as a distance runner to do your long runs, uh, because at the very least it's time on feet. I think that the, the best thing that I've, I've, uh, gotten to experience the biggest difference is that, um, you know, long runs are required, uh, mileage is expected and, um, Tuesday, Thursday workouts, man, uh, Tuesday is going to be the hardest day of the week. Uh, Thursday will be a little bit lighter, but, um, you know, nothing is an option. It's, it's all an expectation. Uh, you're expected to be there at 6.30 a.m. If you're not, you're late. Um, you're expected to do your long runs. If you're not, you're, you know, behind everybody else on, on training. And if you aren't doing your mileage, uh, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to see that you're just not um, up to par with where everybody else is. You know, I think this was the longest that I had held uh, 60 miles throughout a, throughout a season. Um, and I think that I saw that really pay off come regionals. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that it's very important to recognize that, you know, you have to do your mileage, you have to do your long runs and your workouts are going to be tough. Definitely. Um, one of your tough workouts, I remember, uh, you did where it was in, uh, you want your team went to New Mexico in the summertime for camp and you ran on the sand dunes. Talk about that experience. <laughs> you know, running at the sand dunes, uh, white sands was tough. Um, it's, it's pretty hilly. There's like no traction whatsoever. And then you're also up at elevation. But um, I think that trip as a whole was really awesome because it brought everybody together. And it was time where we weren't necessarily doing a lot of tough workouts, but we were spending a lot of time together, getting to know each other and building that team chemistry. So that come uh, like September 2nd, uh, I think was our first race. So that come that time, like we were ready to go and uh, you know, we could, we could, you know, compete for one another rather than against one another. Yeah, totally. I think that, I, I remember in Cannon Beach, Oregon, I remember running up some up and on the beach and running up up the sand hills on the sand. And that, that's a workout itself. Yeah, it's it's tough. It really works your it works your glutes. It works your hamstrings, uh, quads as well, because you're when you go down those dunes, 
you know, you're trying not to just, mm-hmm. you know, eat it. So um, I think that was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was also a lot of messy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so now uh, cross country season just ended. Uh, you're shifting now into the indoor outdoor track season. What are some goals you're hoping to achieve? Well, you know, um, I think that the biggest goal that I have for myself um, is sub 30 in the 10K, specifically sub 29.40. I think that's a very reasonable goal. I think that I can um, achieve that. And so I'm really excited come outdoor season to get a couple 10Ks in, get at least one. And during the regular season at some point, uh, hopefully at Mount SAC, and then take it, take it to conference and go out there and compete for, you know, indoor, um, just, you know, I really want to, I want to, I just want to finish that season healthy. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I'd like to go sub 15 in the 5k considering I haven't gone sub 15 in the 5k, uh, and indoor and then, um, outdoor, I want to, for the 5k, I want to go sub 1420. Very, very good. So one thing about Texas Tech, uh, I've been to Lubbock one time, and it was to run in their uh, indoor uh, track facility for the uh, junior college indoor nationals, and it's one of the best uh, facilities out, out there. Have you had a chance to uh, work out on that or ran on their indoor? Yes, we have. Uh, it was the week of conference. We did a 1,600-meter fast, and then we did, uh, I think I did five 800s um on it and you know it's it's a unique track it's a very uh high graded steep um steepness for the uh bank but um you know it's a very fast track i think that you know it's a it's going to be a lot of fun getting to run some 3ks on that during indoor season totally um so um throughout your uh your uh four four years or I guess you could say five years, including with the COVID year. Uh, what's your favorite XC course that you've raced on? I think, uh, you know, I've raced on some really cool courses. I think, though, that there's something about, I don't know why, but there's something about Missouri Southern's course um, mm-hmm. that I just always run really well on that course. I think that's the best course I've ever ran on. I think, though, that the best experience I've had uh, traveling for a meet was going to the Notre Dame meet this past year. Uh, that was that one was definitely a lot of fun. The course was really uh, well kept. But yeah, I think Moso has got to be my favorite course that I've ran on. Uh, what's your least favorite course? Uh, Jones Park. <laughs> <laughs> Our home course from uh, Emporia State, that one has got to be my least favorite uh, course that I've ever ran on in my life. You know that they, they uh, so I raced their home meet this year at Trussler, their new yeah. course. That just, ha- that honestly was worse than Jones. I I heard, I heard that it was, uh, it was tougher than Jones. So I'm really glad that, you know, it sounds like I got out at the right time, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it is with Jones, man. Uh, that course was always tough. Uh, there was that, you know, good, decent, long hill. And then there is, you know, just a lot of poor footing everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I would say Trussler, the poor footing is just on every, every throughout the whole thing. Like the worst is like, so like you have like a lot of turns, 
and then you go on the gravel road and that's just like and that's just like really messy that's tough yeah i you know i i still think jones was a good i think that it was good just because uh we got to work on it a lot so we got to you know we got used to it mm -hmm. uh but it was still by far i think the my least favorite course i've ran on yeah totally so uh what's your favorite indoor track you've ran on I'm going to, I'm going to get a lot of, uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I think that, uh, I think that Northwest Missouri has a really good, uh, facility. I love their, love their indoor track. Uh, I've always ran well on it. Um, so I, I think that one's my favorite. I haven't gotten a lot of time in yet with the, uh, indoor facility here at tech, but hopefully, hopefully once I start working out on that and getting a couple of races under my belt on it, I'll, I'll be able to say that, that one's my favorite. All right, least favorite indoor track? Probably, probably Central Missouri's. Um, that one, I, I don't even know what that indoor track surface is supposed to be made of, um, but it's, it's definitely my least favorite. 200 flat, super tight turns, just not, not a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say that, or Wichita State's was pretty rough, too. I, I fortunately never had to run that one. Actually, I forgot about one. K State, K State's indoor track, the Ahern Fieldhouse. Oh my gosh! That yes, one, I'm glad you brought that one up. Yes, that one. That one's got to be my least favorite. You get the old Ahern burn after a good little mile race, and uh, you know you just cannot breathe for about thirty minutes afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and then also it's like terrible for spectators because it's like some yeah. lanes are like undercover, and it's just yeah, like you're the where the spectator seating is is literally above the track, so like they're running like you're racing underneath the seats. I it, it's a weird facility. Yeah, to uh, Kansas State, please make a new uh, indoor facility. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, three hundred flat would do you guys a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, for outdoor, what's your favorite track? You know, we never really got to travel anywhere, but I think that I would have to say Drake, Drake stadium. Uh, you know, you talk about the history there, um, and, and just the atmosphere, even in a really weird year where we were getting over COVID the atmosphere, atmosphere was still incredible. Uh, the weather was perfect and getting to run on that blue track is just something else, man. I never got, I didn't get to go to Drake. I don't know. Can I, can I count Hayward as the best track since I did run like, a, I, you know, I think you can, I think you can count yes, them. I will count Hayward. Yeah. Hayward's my favorite track, even <laughs> though I technically didn't run a real race there, but I'll. Hey, it, it counts to me. You made it on a, you made it on a YouTube video. So that counts for me. Yes. Shout out Nick Simmons. Okay. What's your least favorite indoor track or outdoor? I mean, my bad outdoor. I think it would be, it's, I guess a tie. I think that it's between, uh, I would have to say, Pitt State's outdoor track, and then um, probably Wichita State's outdoor track. Both of them, they, they need to be resurfaced. <laughs> um, they're just, they're very old. They need, they need some treatment done. What, what about you, Sam? It's, it's hard. It's kind of hard to Say, I would definitely probably say Pitt State would be that one was pretty hard. I didn't like the surface I ran. Yeah, which is all state. I thought it, was, it wasn't as bad. I thought I liked it. That, it's but. not as bad, but it's definitely it, it needs some work done. But I mean, thank God they're tearing down that stadium. 
for sure. Uh, I thought I thought UCM. I never raced on it, but it just looked so weird being in lane three. Like I just that was yeah. just, that was just more of a weird. It's it's an awkward thing uh, that they have a short track if you're in lane one and two. It's a really weird thing. Well, I'm I am very thankful that Katie realized is going to be back on, so I can run it race at the uh, Rock Chalk Park, which was probably be like my favorite local track. I would say, you know, I gotta, I I gotta be honest. I'm a little jealous, you know, because of course the year that I'm leaving, you know, that I leave Emporia, uh, you know, which they would have gone to KU relays. um, Of course they decide to bring it back whenever I go to Texas tech. (laughs) Yeah. Where, where, where's our outdoor at this year? Outdoor conference. Yeah. Out big 12s. You know, that is a really good question, Sam. And when I find out, I will tell you. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. So uh, what advice would you give to anybody that's pursuing a dream like running or just anything in general? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is is work it, your your work ethic. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, talent can get you so far. Um, but, you know, whenever you whenever you're willing to put in the extra time, the extra miles, uh, that's, you know, that speaks levels and, you know, you may not see the payoff immediately, but you'll see it, um, coming through whenever you start getting a little bit older. The other thing is, is just always believing in yourself. You know, if there's, if there's one person that you need to have on your side, it's yourself, you know, uh, it doesn't matter you know, you can have a bunch of people telling you yes, but if you're, if you are that one person that is telling yourself, no, it will not matter. So I think, I think believing in yourself and work ethic are the two biggest things to just focus on. And, you know, you, you think of that dream and you just, you believe in it a hundred percent. That's the biggest thing I think. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew. Now, couple things I am I was willing to ask now that your cross-country career is is over you know now you're transitioning to the outdoor and indoor track what's the biggest life lesson that cross-country has has taught you and brought to your life man that's a that's a good question I think that the biggest life lesson that I've that I've taken away from cross country is just the, you know, you know, any given day. Um, I think that any given day you can be your best self. Um, I don't know. I think I think cross country does a lot of good for people. I think that it's one of those sports that uh, just does a lot of good. Personally, I just think that it's really, really cool. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just that, you know, any given day, uh, anybody can step up doesn't matter how tough it is, you know, so. Yeah, perfect. Now, I always, Sam and I are always asked this, if we, when we, when we, especially if college athletes on, we always ask them to, you know, if there's any social media accounts that they have that they're willing to promote, do you have any social media accounts that you're willing yeah. to promote for the listeners to, to maybe reach out to you either for advice or just to see how you're doing? Yeah, honestly, uh, if, you know, anybody wants to hit me up on Instagram, uh, my uh, Instagram handle is just Matthew Mackey, uh, 22, all lowercase. And uh, the Mackey part is M-A-K-I. So 
Um, if you guys want to hit me up, ask for advice, you know, I, I know what it's like to be a walk-on in college. I also know what it's like to be the number one runner on your cross-country team. So, um, you know, if anybody has any questions or if they just want to see uh, how, you know, how I'm enjoying Texas Tech and, uh, you know, college, you know, just go ahead and hit me up. I'm, you know, my DMs are always open. All right, perfect. Well, Matthew, we really appreciate you coming on. You know, we've Thank had you. several other cross-country and, track and field athletes so we're carrying the tradition of uh of having more and more uh we've been putting a lot more out there we've had i mean we've had more college athletes that are in your position um recently so you know we really appreciate you taking the time uh, i know sam has you know some good good friendship a good relationship with you so i was uh happy that he was able to reach out to you for you to come on yeah absolutely i appreciate it guys uh you know, I, I, I will always say this. I think Sam is uh, one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, I, I remember in my freshman year, just this guy, you know, every day he was giving it 100%. So, um, you know, he, he is truly one of the, uh, one of the biggest um, factors in, in my success. And I know that he, uh, he, he has uh, paved the way for other people to, to become better runners as well. So. Appreciate that, Mackie. Appreciate it. Congrats on a great career and best of luck to you this uh, upcoming indoor-outdoor season. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.